The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Craig. Welcome to the show. And I got one sound that I was so sick of last week, and that is... I don't know, that horn sound that they have every time they do something well. The Vikings, that is. That and more here on show 532. Alright, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have the postgame for the Bi Queens. <laughs> Please. We got a hit on that. Um, there's a lot of things I have to say, which are really kind of positive, I think, but you'll get into it and you'll see. Pot in the NFL? Please. Like it never happened? Really? Uh, is everyone turning a blind eye to this? I don't think they should. It's a better medicine than codeine or Vicodin or Percocet. But we'll get into that because this is an absolute joke of a story. We have to do a pregame for My Little Ponies. Raiders are heading to the Colts in Indianapolis. And even though they don't have luck, they do have some good luck because Brissette don't look too bad. That and the bone line should round up the show. Hey, we appreciate y'all tuning in. Well, let's dive right into it. Post game for Minnesota Fly Queens. Woo! <laughs> I was so tired of that. In a 34-14 to 14 beatdown of the Oakland Raiders, the Vikings had no problem running up and down the field and keeping us from, well, a fourth and one. With our vaunted offensive line, that was the play of the game for this Raider fan. Fourth and one, and you didn't get it? Hmm, I think there's problems somewhere in the hen house. Let's talk about it. Well, I've said it before and I'll say it again that uh, stats are deceiving at times. Derek Carr, who is evidently under fire for his lack of production. Let's not forget this is a team sport, people. I'll get into that in a minute. 27 of 34, a 79.4 percentage average for 242, 7.1 yards per attempt. That kills me. It kills me. Uh, One interception, and he was sacked four times. Listen, the Vikings have a really strong defense. There's no doubt about it. It proved to be that when the Raiders came to town, and, well, they beat the crap out of us, honestly. Darren Waller was the highlight, 13 of 14 for 134 yards. Terrell Williams... J.J. Nelson combined for 7 of 8 targets, 65 yards, 9.3 yards 
average uh, and both touchdown for both touchdown passes. Now let's not forget the last touchdown was garbage. The last drive was garbage. There was no possible way of winning. Uh, they let us run down the field and run down the clock until the game was over. Josh Jacobs was sick. I can't hold anything against this kid. He he carried the ball 10 times, 44 yards, still 4.4 yards per average. That's not bad. Um, But they couldn't use him all day because he was beat up, to say the very least. I would love to give you some statistics on the defense, but um, they didn't show up. I think they're still on the bus today. Our defense was anemic and was burned multiple times. Uh, Delvin Cook ran the ball right down our throats like we are a high school football team, averaging 8.3 yards per attempt. Insane a number. 110 yards for the day. I, I mean... You cannot win a football game when you're allowing someone to run the ball up and down the field because Cousins, their quarterback, didn't have to do very much. He didn't have to do nothing. 15 of 21, 71.4%, 174 yards for this quarterback. Passer rating of 112.0. Crazy. Irv Smith Jr. caught three passes, targeted 60 yards, 20 yards average. My gosh, where is the defense? I I don't know. I don't know where it is. I don't know where it went. Uh, it looked pretty decent, but that doesn't trouble me as much as the offense because the defense, I really had not a lot of expectations, and I won't. We have a lot of young players that will get better in the next year, I hope, if we keep them. And uh, they stay in the same system, we will see. Because, quite honestly, this is a beatdown of epic, and I mean epic proportion. So far, four TDs, three interceptions, seven sacks. In this game, I think he had four sacks. When do you throw the ball away is my question. When do you give up on the play is my question. Watching him go down was um, was every time he went down, I thought, okay, well, maybe this is the time he'll break his spine or have a pelvis fracture or a broken leg. Because it's about that time all four of our Linebackers went out with injuries, so I guess we have no linebackers. Oh, we picked up a couple guys. We picked up Dakota Brown, a name that's known throughout the league. Not really. He was on the Rams practice squad. We picked him up, and also we picked up a wide receiver, Trevor Davis, from a practice squad somewhere because we have to fill holes, folks. You have to have someone on the field to play. Whether they play well or not doesn't really matter at this point because, you know, I'm going to go on a tangent and tell you my feelings about the season so far, even though it's only been three games. The Raiders are moving next year. We have two first-round picks. Why would we want to pick our first round at number 15? Who would? Nobody would. 
So, I'm not saying that we're trying to lose, kind of, sort of, but not really. But a winning season this year would really make those first-round picks not very valuable. He's trying to build a team, um, and he's taking his sweet time. Gruden has nine more years, I think, left on his $100 million deal. And to be quite honest, in this game, I don't know why Greg Olson still has a job, or a parking space for that matter. I'm not saying fire anybody, burn the building down, whatever. It's going to be knocked down regardless. I'm saying that why do we have a offensive coordinator that failed miserably once here before, and we brought him back, why? I see no difference. I see no changes. And Gruden's making the play calls. Why doesn't he go find a young guy, a young, super enthusiastic, innovative offensive coordinator? How about that? Let's try that for a young team of young men instead of this stale West Coast, I know what's going to happen next, offense. Gruden's been out of the league for a long time. He's back. Quite honestly, I think they're tanking, and I think that he's learning. And those two combinations are bringing us to the garbage that we have to watch. I know a lot of fans of late that are turning the game off. I turned this one off in the third quarter. I didn't need to see any more buffoonery than I saw the first two quarters. It wasn't a game of inches. It was a game of miles. The Vikings, yes, they are a good team. They are probably headed for the playoffs. They are a very good defense. And their offense is well, good enough, evidently, to beat the crap out of us. We got down early, just like we did with the Chiefs. And then our running game was worthless. And then, of course, Derek Carr is worthless. Can't throw a ball more than seven yards. Which has, you know, been a problem for, uh, for a long time. Except for when he was first here. I'd like to have that Derek Carr back. I'd like to have the Derek Carr that came in on fire, throwing balls everywhere, doing what he had to do to win, and the team was right behind him, but I don't see it. I don't see it, and now I'm starting to see something that's even more troubling, which is the blame game. Now, Gruden, Gruden standing by his man, somebody should write a song, But Carr, you know, seems to be pointing a finger at a lot of different places. Oh, our line is messed up. Our wide receivers are damaged, blah, 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 blah. Once they get a lead, it's tough, man, very tough. Uh, you know, we, we obviously could have played better, and I could break down everything. But at, at the end of the day, you get down like that against that team, it's going to be hard to fight back. Um, but I thought, I thought we moved the ball pretty well at times. I thought we did some good things. Um, I mean, you take a look at what they've done in the first couple weeks to a good Atlanta offense, right? Um, you see what they did against, a, a, obviously, a really good Packers offense. Um, and uh, I'd say we were, you know, we had a good game plan, had a good thing going, but it's just tough when, you know, they were able to, you know, uh, 
you know, they, they had possession. We'd give it, give it right back to them, and they'd get the lead. So it was, uh, we got to play better as an offense, you know, for sure. Um, but we were able to move the ball and stuff. We just didn't finish in the red zone. Uh, my interception, can't turn the ball over, obviously. That's a given. Um, you know, I just missed a throw. But uh, those things happen. But with, with uh, this defense, it's very tough to come back once they get a lead because that's what they're built for. I'm going to fight my tail off like I always do. I'm going to compete my tail off no matter what the score is, whether we're winning, whether we're losing, whether it's tied. Um, you know, I, I've never, I never look into seasons like this is the theme. Or I think that's more for TV. You know, I, I just play football. I, I, coach calls a play. I go out there and I try and do it my best job, and that's that's my job. Um, you know, and that's honestly how I leave it. Again, we moved the ball, right? You know, we definitely moved the ball. I said we didn't finish drives, so that's the point right there. You know, we didn't finish our drives. Um, especially the one at the end of the half. That was a big one. That was a big one in the heart. Um, you know, not getting points there, especially with the, that was the fourth down, right? You know, we had the third and short, you know, and then we had the, the other, the, the one with the fourth and one, right? Um, you know, that's that couple of drives out there where you sit there and you're like, man, you know, we're moving the ball, right, man? If we can just, you know, in, in the first game, we got those little first downs, right? And it changed the game. And so uh, we'll take a look at it. I mean, Coach will make the corrections, tell us what to do better, and we listen to him. You know, he's our leader. Why the excuses? And also Gruden now. Oh, gosh. This is even better. It gets better when you bring up Antonio Clown. Has anybody seen my friend Antonio Brown? And that's why we're failing in the long passing game. Really? Honestly? Minnesota didn't skip a beat. I mean, uh, the Steelers didn't skip a beat. They're throwing the ball down the field still without Brown. Did the changes in the receiver group, has that made you sort of reassess how just to run the offense in the first Yeah, it's, it's, it's caused us a little bit of uh, rethinking. You know, when you lose your starting Z, uh, who, who arguably is, 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 is a great player, and I don't think anyone's going to dispute that, you have to replace him. And uh, we're making an effort to uh, move Tyrell around. We're bringing on some younger guys. J.J. Nelson also got hurt. Don't forget that. He was hurt. Dwayne Harris got hurt. So we've had some multiple things to deal with, and we're dealing with it. I think the fact that he brought up that we were planning on having Antonio Brown was one of the lamest and pathetic excuses I've ever heard from a coach. A guy that didn't even play one down for us, and that's why we're not able to throw the ball downfield? No, my friend. We're not able to throw the ball downfield because our offensive line is not as vaunted as everyone says, or is not as good as everyone talked about, and they're they're not as together <laughs> as we thought. We have a great running back. We have a three great running backs, I think. They could play, you know, anywhere. But our running attack in this game was pathetic. Blocking was pathetic. Sacks were pathetic. Special teams were nothing to talk about. We had terrible field position. I mean, we started in the toilet and tried to climb out almost every single time. And fourth and fucking one. Now, pardon my French, but fourth and one foot. Not one yard. We're talking about a whole yard, not three feet. We're talking about a foot. And we can't get that? We get stuffed on fourth and a foot? Well, that tells you everything you need to know about this contest.
We got pummeled by the Vikings. And yes, they are a great team. We are not. We're trying to find our way still. But at least, at least, John Gruden should put a product on the field that is entertaining. Where is the entertainment for the Raider fan? I just want to ask that question. Where the hell is it? I find no fucking entertainment in a pummeling when it looks like the entire team has run out of gas. The defense was on the field all day. The offense was three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. And that was our football game. I'm trying to forget this game against the Vikings because, well, it was easy to forget. I think we can do a lot better, and we could have done a lot better than we did. And that is all I have to say about that. Raider Greg. All right. Raider Greg. Marijuana in the NFL? Oh my gosh. Say it's not true. (laughs) Police. I love it. You stick a fork in me, I'm ready to go to bed. In an astounding revelation, Calvin Johnson admitted to smoking marijuana through his entire career. Now, I'm not saying he did it before games. I'm not saying he did it in the locker room or in the bathroom. I'm saying he smoked weed. And I'm also saying that every freaking player, or the majority thereof in the NFL, smokes pot. Come on, people. Let's not put blinders on here. It's the real deal. It's not alcohol. It's not close to alcohol. The damage that pot has called is not even a microcosm of alcohol. Yet the league still calls it a deadly substance or against the NFL policy. When you can go into any <laughs> training room and find Percocet, Vicodin, Valium, you 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 name it. Tordal was a, a big one for a long time until I found out it caused kidney failure. You could get any drug that you wanted as long as it was on the FDA-approved list. Calvin Johnson said this is the only thing that he wanted to do because those other medicines made him sick. He didn't want to take him. He didn't believe in him. And I have to applaud the young man. I have a, applaud him for coming out and being honest with the fact that it's happening. He didn't point a finger at anybody, but I know players. I know other players. They know when the tests are coming. They smoke weed. It's not like they're putting weed in front of the team or in front of the victory or whatever. Hell, (laughs) if I were suspicious, it looked like we all smoked weed before our last game. (laughs) Looks like the bong was passed around (laughs) before the Vikings came. I think that's funny. What do you mean funny? Funny how? But true. With the NFL on the, well, not the NFL, but the entire nation on the verge of legalizing this particular heinous medicine i believe marijuana should be able to be used by players because if it keeps them from taking vicodin or percocet or any of these other nasty drugs that cause all kinds of problems well then why not and i don't even know the statistic but i bet you it's pretty big on players that have been hooked 
a narcotics from their own freaking team. Yet, marijuana is still studied by the NFL. Pathetic, ridiculous, and archaic are the words that come to mind right away. You know, I know kids, I don't want to promote this for the kids. I don't want to promote marijuana as as okay for children to in, in, ingest. But I'm saying grown men that play a sport as violent as as the NFL or hockey or basketball or baseball should have the opportunity to medicate their wounds with this substance. That's all I have to say because... Trust me, it's ridiculous, it's counterintuitive, and it's it's painfully obvious that the league doesn't give a shit about all these people that have been addicted, and you'll never get that number out of these people. Someone should dig it up. I imagine it would be pretty horrific. Let these guys smoke some weed that have all these pains, man, or take a take a gummy or take a chocolate bar. Whatever they had to do to relieve their pain without using these hardcore narcotics. What a joke. Way to go, NFL. That is all I have to say. About that. Well, we have to do it a pregame for my little ponies. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> We're going to see the Colts. Go Colts. Go Colts. Go Colts. Go Colts. Go Colts. The one and two Raiders travel to Indianapolis. What a surprise. The word travel you hear a lot this year. To the two and one, believe it or not, Indianapolis Colts. Without Andrew Luck. Yeah. Read it. Weep. A rookie. Brissett. Brissett, excuse me. Is hurling the rock all over the place. And, um, well, they're playing damn good football. On the offense, the Raiders are banged up. Everyone's banged up. Offensive line is banged up. Receivers are banged up. I think our... Her mantra for this year will be the banged-up Raiders. A lot of injuries, and that happens when you look like you're playing uh, like a high school football team. The Colts, they're no joke. Their secondary is vicious. And again, I i think with guys like Rock Yassin, Quincy Wilson, Pierre Desaire, I think... Those guys are going to make it very difficult for Derek Carr to throw more than six or seven yards per attempt. Their safety is killer. Their their secondary is really very strong. And they have a defensive line that can come after you too. So, again, we we face a team that you would think lost one of their best players, but they're playing very well. Very well. I'm hoping that our run game opens up in this game. I'm hoping 
<laughs> that uh, we can run the ball because the Colts, they're 29th ranked against the run. I mean, they're 29th ranked. We should be able to run the ball on the Indianapolis Colts, which should open up the passing lanes. Should, I'm hoping. This should be a possible win for us. We're looking for every win. We're looking for every win. But I just think if we can't get the ball into our running back's hand. Josh Jacobs got to run the rock. He's got to pound the rock. He's got to earn his money this year. Same with Washington. Same with Richard. We should run the ball down their throats until they can't. we can't do it anymore and then pass a few times. This is the way we should win this game. We have to run the ball consistently. Jacoby Brissett's no joke. You know, he's a it's his first year as a starter, but we we have to be able to get to the quarterback. We have to be able to get to him. And it looks like their offensive line is doing a pretty good job of protection. And um our defensive line is looking pretty crappy, honestly. I mean they got T Y Hilton. I mean, this guy is a nightmare to cover Eric Ebron this beast is another guy that's hard to bring down Jack Doyle that's another tight end they have that's a beast I I just think if we don't stop the Colts from running the ball against us and trying to get to the quarterback listen man we got to have some pass for us. This is the same thing story that we had last year. You know, we 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 drafted pass rushers. We drafted them last year, and I just don't see a Khalil Mack among any one of them. I don't even see a son of Mack around at all. And I'm trying to be positive here, but I'm positive that when you start from zero, it doesn't. It takes a long time to get up to speed. Raiders, the Raiders are a team in transition again. I know, I've heard it for two decades now. We're almost there, new coach. We're almost there, new coach. We're almost there, new coach. I'm not saying to fire Gruden, but Gruden needs to take a look at himself in the mirror and his staff, for crying out loud. And uh, do something else, because I think his 1990 offense ain't working so good in 2019. So let's take a look and see if he can actually be a offensive genius this game and put together a game plan that doesn't look like 1998 and put together some plays that don't look so stale. Um, you could crime them up for... You know, you could cut them up for uh, <laughs> croutons. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, I I don't know, man. I hope we can win this game. This is a winnable game for the Raiders. It's not a powerhouse. It's not a team bound for the playoffs. This is a team we can beat. 
And yes, we're playing at 1 o'clock on the East Coast. Whatever. This is going to be a traveling season for sure. Um, We're just going to have to move on beyond that. We have to have players ready to play. And plays that are worthy of the NFL in 2019. I, I, I hope I'm not alone, but maybe I am. You guys should call the bone line and call me out if I'm wrong. But it just seems to me that um, this team's plays are they're pedestrian. They're, they're basic. There's nothing special. There's nothing tricky. There's nothing fast about them. I, I, I'd love to see some more imagination. He should uh, call up his buddy Andy Reid and try to get some of his old plays or something. Uh, this team needs an injection of effort. But they've been beat down, man. They've been beat down hard in the last two games. I hope they can bounce back. I think they can. I think this is a proud team, hard team, hard-working team, there's no doubt. Ink Todd Nito will be back full full-time. Offensive line should be stronger, and we should be able to do some things. We're seven-point dogs in their house. People are saying it's going to be more than that. Take the over. I sure as heck hope we win this game. It would certainly be a shot in the arm, not only to the fans, but I'm concerned mainly about the players. Because when you start out a season, one and four, it gets uglier quicker. And I mean real ugly. Don't even get me started about the Bears in London because that ain't going to happen, folks. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. Khalil Mack is going to destroy <laughs> by himself, mind you. But we'll talk about that when the game's here. I'm hoping the Raiders can bounce back a little, get a win, pick up a W. Make it two and two, rolling into Europe, and then see what happens. I, I really have a lot of hope for this team, but it won't be until we get the right players and coaches. Right now, I don't think we have that combination. I think uh, between the coaching, which I think is pedestrian, and the players, who I think are are good players. We got good players with talent, man. Why aren't they being put in a position to win? We have speed, we have strength, they're young, but they're not stupid. Uh, you know, people people tell me all the time, don't be so negative. Okay, so somebody call me up and give me the positive. I want to hear it from you, you guys out there. Raider Steve, Houston Raider Steve, that is. I I want to find the positives. Somebody help me find them, please, because I need some help here. And um, it's not about the defense. It's about our offense. I I gave the defense a pass this year. They're learning. They're young. Got a new scheme, and and that's new coach. I think they are work in progress, and I, they need time. The offense to me, is the problem here. The offensive calling is a huge problem in my mind. So I hope we can beat the Colts. It's one of the games we should be able to 
win because we have the players to do it. Let's just hope we have the coaches to put them in the position to win this game. I'm saying the Raiders win by a field goal, three points. At the end of the game, if we play the way I know we can play, like we did against the Broncos in week one, we play that game against the Colts. We win this game. We win it. We get Brissett in a defensive mode where he's worried about being pummeled. We can win this game. We got to get to him first. And we can if our players are ready. I think we can beat the Colts. Not too many people do, but I do believe this is a winnable contest. And that is all I have to say about that. Get to the bold line. I just want to say something about Derek Carr. Lots of articles coming up about Derek Carr. We've seen him. We've seen what he can do. We've seen the possibilities when he's on top, and he has that heart of a lion. But I, I think watching him play for Gruden, I think Gruden's taken the spirit out of this young man. I think he sucked the life out of our quarterback, honestly. Um, and the reason I say that is I think Carr's just afraid to make a mistake. How can you play a game and be so afraid that you check down to the safest play, the shortest pass, the easiest thing? Last time I checked in this league, it's the quarterbacks that push it, that try harder, that take chances. With his skill, that's what this guy should be doing, man. But he's afraid he's going to get yelled at by the teacher. Doesn't want to get his knuckles slapped with a ruler. And I think that's a downfall to the coaching. I think Gruden is being a dick. To our quarterback and making him afraid to make a decision that could possibly win a game. I think he's not giving him enough slack in the line so he could throw past seven yards. I don't know if it's Carr's fault. I don't think it is because we've seen him do it. We've seen him do it before. We've seen him do it in crazy games. He's not the whole team. I know that. But he just looks gun-shy. He looks like he's doing the river dance back there before he throws the football. Takes too much time. Takes the sack. I I just don't see why uh, that style play is what Gruden is looking for. I'm not looking for it. I can't stand it. I can't stand watching him second-guess himself, and you can see it. And I think that sucks for him because it's not giving him the opportunity to be the best that he can be. That's the coach's job. And honestly, the quarterback whisperer is blowing right now, literally. I I put the blame on these losses on the coaching staff, folks. 
because we have young, enthusiastic athletes that have great potential. We've seen it. They're not being put in a place to succeed. So, Carr might be gone next year. They might shit-can him for who knows who. A possibility. Another quarterback. And let me tell you, Raider Nation, we've seen a shitload of quarterbacks here. And we're still looking for the guy. I find that extremely hard to swallow. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Throw me a bone now. Get your opinion out here in the Rainer Nation podcast. I don't care what it is. Call me out. Call them out. Call out your mom. Call out your brothers. Call out your sisters. Doesn't matter. Opinions matter. Because we are the Raider Nation, and we got to stick together through this because we've been sticking together through a very lot. And hey, as long as I'm on the subject, I am so fucking sick and tired of people talking about jumping ship. Jumping ship. Say something about negative about our team. You're jumping ship. Don't jump the ship. Stop jumping off the ship. Crap. If as many people that made a negative comment about the Raiders, who are Raider fans, jumped the ship, it'd be an empty fucking ship. Trust me. Raider Nation stands firm with the team. I stand firm with the team. It's my team. It's a disease. I can't get rid of it. And neither can you. So just stop with the jumping ship horse shit. I am tired of hearing that crap. Okay, Raider fans, here we go. The bone line. 1-800-620-7181. Roll the nation a bone. Throw me a bone. Get on there and throw your bones. If you don't like your first recording, do it two, three, five times. I don't care. We'll pick out the best one. Don't be shy. How could you be shy? You're a Raider fan. No, we're all loud and proud. Get on the bone line because we got some guys shouting it out right here. We got some great takes. And here they are. From the nation to your station. And our first call of the show the Mariana Islands Raider. Check that out. What is happening, my good brother? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. Hope all is well with you and your family. And just watched the Kansas City Chiefs and Shalakas yesterday. Um, And uh, I watched it on a repeat day pass, so... Anyways, I was kind of disappointed. Um, you know, I don't know why they didn't go with more play action style of offense. It worked for them during, I think, it was the second or third quarter where Carr threw that nice pass. But anyways, I don't know what's going on. I really don't. Just for my uh, two cents on uh, Tony Brown, I just 
know, heard on the grapevine on Bluetooth and all that and the news outlets that uh, my so-called good friend, Antonio Clown, was cut from the Patriots. And that was busting karma as a bitch. So, you know, I hate to wish ill will on anybody, but, man, that guy makes me sick. I knew it from the get-go when we traded for him. It wasn't a good idea. But anyways, this is the 670 Island Raider. Wish you all the best. Uh, watch the game. It's coming Sunday. See if uh, Car and Company can pull it off, but I hope they do. But anyway, see you guys uh, stay well. God bless. Go Raiders. Well, first of all, thank you for the call, brother. I appreciate it, and we do too. Calling from such a distance, I can't believe it. But honestly, <laughs> the Chiefs were a team I didn't think we could beat. Um, we played as best as we could, but the Vikings, uh, we didn't play so good there either. I mean, I'm not asking for a win. I'm asking for a fight. And I'm not seeing much fight in this dog so far, so let's hope that we can turn that crap around. Appreciate the call and the insight there on Antonio Clown. He's going back to college. Good for everybody else. Wait, no. Maybe I'm hearing lately, latest reader, uh, rumors are that the Dallas Cowgirls are looking into picking up Antonio Clown, good luck with that. Just like I said to the Patriots, good luck with that. And our next caller is a very well-known caller in the Raider Nation podcast, my very good brother, Raider Dan. And KC, boy, that's some hostile territory there, man. What's going on, my good brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Dan from KC. I really kind of sort of don't know what to think. Uh, I give it the X and the O's. You know, we cannot have people looking like flag football. You know, Paul Gunther should have blitzed. If he still beat us over the top, you know, he should have blitzed. We didn't run Jacobs enough. Uh, I understood what coach was doing because it was second and short, third and short, and the Chiefs secondary sucks, and you want to throw the ball. And But Jacobs, man, coach got to see what we have. We, we, we got a dog back there wearing 28. You got to feed that dog. But I know we got a big long road trip, which is BS, that we're gone for about a month and on the road. But uh, obviously, I'm proud of my team. Uh, it gave us a good idea where we're at. We're not that far off. We're not that far off. We got a pretty good squad, I think, to a degree. It seemed like the moment got too big for everybody, you know, especially when we went up 10 to nothing. Seemed like we should have went up 17 to nothing. You know, when you're playing a team like the Chiefs, you got to hit them with the haymakers. And you got to keep punching, you know. But I'm not upset, you know. I, hey, I'm always going to believe my team. When they come to, come to Arrowhead, I'll be there. And uh, Carr got to play his game, you know, because, 
you know, Tony Romo, who I hate, <laughs> did bring up something that I already knew, that Carr struggles against the Chiefs, and it's against his own coverage. I don't know why he does it. I don't know why he's scared of him, you know. But with all saying all that, go Raiders. I'm still loving my team. I'm out. First off, thanks for the call. Again, my good brother, you always have some good inside information. I like that um, That fact. A car, car's walking a tightrope right now. A lot of people talking shit about him, and, well, he's not playing very well, so that's what happens. Now, let's, not, let's talk about Tony Homo and Jim Nancy, the two idiots that were doing the commentating on this game. It was I had to turn the sound off. Because I couldn't listen to these idiots because they were so, so much on the ball sack of Mahomes. I I don't even know what else you could say. You know, other games, when people call them, they give each team, they maybe not equal credit or equal press, but this was a total Chiefs home game right there in Oakland. So... Our team's got a lot of problems. No one's jumping ship. I don't know how I don't know how close we are. Honestly, I believe it's coaching, and I believe it's ninety percent coaching. That's what I think. I appreciate the call on the inside, brother, and I know you will be at the Kansas City game when they play the Raiders. Thanks for the call, bro. And our next caller is Ghost Raider. What you got for us, my Raider brother? Raider Nation, this is Ghost Raider coming at you. It's been a while since I've uh, called the line or anything like that or talked to any of y'all, man. I do miss y'all. I'm glad you're still going on with this. Hey, right, man. Just got done watching Kansas City game. <sighs> is it bad? I don't know if it's just denial or if I'm just getting used to losing, but this one didn't feel as bad as I thought it would. Um, Being from Kansas City, man, I love seeing the Chiefs lose, and I love them more than the Raiders um, does it. But we didn't get that um, to happen. First thing I want to say, anybody that's blaming Carr for this loss, please stop. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Just stop it, okay? He wasn't the problem. The problem of what it was was lack of effort on the offense, wide receivers not doing their job. Defense, oh, my gosh. The defense, the defense, the defense. I didn't like the secondary, how the secondary played. Um, I'm a Joseph fan, and I hate to say this, but I think it's time for us to go ahead and send him packing. Um, we, we need some, I don't want to say youth because youth isn't the issue. Accountability is the issue. I believe we got to be accountable for what we do, man. And the Raiders aren't doing that right now. Um, a lot of blown plays that I've seen, which that has to do with communication with the defensive, um, defensive backs, defensive line gave up pressure. Only thing I don't like about the pressure is we were so busy trying to make sure that we had the front and middle, you know, defensive line putting pressure in the middle. He got a chance to get – Mahomes got a chance to get outside a little bit, 
or even get to sit in the pocket, man, we cannot have him sit in the pocket. I was not at Mahomes fan. I thought he was a freaking fake, but he might be a legit quarterback, man. After I was just seeing him just sit back there, relax, and just put them ball, put that ball where he needed to be. It's pretty bad. Um, and Carr, Carr throwing little short passes. Listen, Carr can only throw where where people are open. If he has to drop it down, that's what he has to do. That's in his playbook, man. Y'all want to blame somebody? Blame the offensive coordinator. The same offensive coordinator we've been having, and we let go. It's about time we let him go again. Hey, listen, we had a loss. Um, I don't believe in moral victories, but at the same time, when you get beat up by the Chiefs, by 30 points usually, 28 to 10 don't sound so bad. Now, don't act like I'm, I want that and I'm okay with that because I, I, I need Ws, but improvement is also good. Offensively, I think we did good around the ball. I don't like the play calling really, especially in the third quarter. We should have showed urgency, which we didn't. Um, defense, I give offense a, uh, a, 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 a C, a C. Defense, I really didn't like it. I liked the up the front gave pressure, but at the same time it was only in the middle. The um, linebackers did their job. The defensive back safeties, oh my God, we need to go ahead and trade for Minka Fitzpatrick because um, I Josh, um, Joseph is not doing his job. Carl needs to go, man. Um, I say send Carl to the Dolphins and a second round pick. And Rico and grab Minka. We need that, man. It looked real, real bad. This Red Nation, I'm out. Well, thank you for the call, brother. You know, I got my opinion. I mean, you already know it. Uh, Carr. Carr is uh, not the quarterback he was when he started. I don't know about anybody else's feelings, but that's mine. He's regressed, and now he even has more weapons, and he still can't get the job done. Now... Coaching on both sides of the ball blows ass. Gruden should have gone to a school to refresh himself on the way that modern NFL plays. Greg Olson is a waste of time and oxygen. He was shit the last time he was here, and he's still shit. I don't know why he's even there, because Gruden makes the calls. I don't know what's going on. Um... The defense is young. I'm going to give them a pass because, you know, they got to learn how to play together. But the offense, this offense should be working on all four cylinders. And by now, this is way past the Chiefs game. The Vikings game showed us for exactly what we are and what we are not. We ain't close. We ain't close to being close. And um, it's disappointing, but I'm telling you, man, the $100 million man we better get a discount on that shit because he blows. And so does Gunther. I'm, I'm not seeing any imagination. I'm not seeing any schemes that make it. looks like basic, the most basic football, not professional football. It's hard for me to watch. It's hard for anybody to watch. Yeah, watch that Vikings game again. Tell me if you can sit through it because I sure as hell couldn't. Not trying to be Debbie Downer. 
I'm just fa- telling the facts as I see them, my brother. But we're both, uh, I know, after the Chiefs game, you tell me. Call back. I'd love to hear your opinion. And my next caller is my very good brother, Raider Tom from Minneapolis, Minnesota. What is happening, my brother? Hey, Raider Greg. This is Raider Tom out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah, yesterday's game was a debacle. Uh, yesterday, we were down actually in the Kansas City. We were there. We were actually at the airport. We took a short vacation down from Branson, Missouri. Driving up from Branson to Kansas City, we were ahead 10-0. to zero, And I'm thinking, hey, we're looking really good. We're turning the season around. We're going to beat these guys. And next thing I know, they're 28 points in the second quarter. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what the heck is going on? Uh, we're stepping in the right direction. We're getting better. It's it's a building process. I know about that. I think uh, John Gruden has uh, made s- steps. They're just in the right direction. Um, got to Kansas City, all these people running around with their condiment clothes on. Like, oh, my gosh, it's just horrible. Like, I'm in the land of the land of the of Kansas City Chiefs. But, you know, I just wanted to say that keep your podcast going. It's wonderful. I'm looking forward to the next game that's up here in Minnesota, which is the Vikings. Uh, versus the Raiders, and the Raiders are going to kick some tail this coming weekend. Okay, Greg, this is, again, signing out. This is Tom from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Bye-bye. Well, my good brother, Tom, I'm sorry you had to look at that game because that game was pathetic in every way. Um, you know, you look for a little progress, step forward, step backward, and I, I'm just talking about effort and I just know this coaching staff isn't putting these guys in a position to play well. I mean, you just can't see it. It's pedestrian play calling on every level. Um, (laughs) Kurt Cousins blew us out like, well, like you saw. Vikings just beat the living crap out of us, and we were left pummeled. And you saw Carr look like he was going to cry. Shit, I couldn't even finish that game. So I'm sorry you have to live in Minnesota and then listen to that garbage. But, hey, man, this has been going on for a long time. It's a coaching issue, I think. we got good players, but shitty coaches. And that's all i got to say. Appreciate the call again, my brother. It's always good. And our next caller is The Prez, near Memphis, Tennessee. I love this guy. Great fan. Um, very passionate fan. I love it. What's up, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, and the Raider Nation. This is the very tired and yet humbled prayers. I'm back in Memphis, Tennessee, and actually Cordova, that's outside of uh, Memphis, the suburbs, and the country part. But anyway, how about this right here? We lost. We regrouped. Let's um, get back down to earth. You know, we probably could have done a few things, though, but let's just take this from a learning learn the perspective of what had happened and what's to come. At the end of the day, do look at it this way right here. We held those dudes down to not scoring in the later quarters. I thought that they for sure that we won't get our ass torched fifty six to zero. But they held it on. And remember, Kansas City, like it or not, is a dangerous elite team. We're just a bunch of new guys trying to find ourselves and probably needed that, you know, look kind of like a little bit of a letdown to kind of come down to earth. So when we think like, okay, we all did and reality check and good time and check. And also, um, how cool was this right here? I left on a life late flight 
And who do I sit with? Well, I, I got a chance to speak with Mark freaking Davis. And um, I saw where the, the press is kind of like clowning him for that, though. But he got a chance, and he didn't have the gall to think he was too better or too good to ride on the plane with his radio nation people. I have the most admirable of respect for that. He got on the plane and he rolled and coached with the Raider Nation. I got a chance to speak and shake his hand and take a picture with him. How good is that? It's things like that that makes me appreciate the Raider Nation more and more. And I had a wonderful time in Oakland. I had the privilege of having a punch named after me, courtesy of the crew. I had a chance to see people and I had a chance to have fun and catch the Monday night and Kansas City. And it's going to get better. Hang in there. Don't panic. I'm about to go and get back on this boat for 28 days. It's for the long flight. And with that being said, Raiders, have a good night. Well, first, thanks for the call. And I'm sorry you have to go back out to sea for the 28 days. But, you know, that sounds like a fun job to me. Mark Davis was... Um, was caught in coach, and they did make a big hullabaloo about an NFL owner riding in coach. Well, at first I thought, what a dweeb. Of course, I'm not a big fan of Mark Davis, but I got to tell you, to be quite honest, when I've met him, my wife met him, he's a really humble guy. And I don't know, um, I think maybe the coach thing is, is just part of who he is. And I don't know if he's riding because of the fans or because it's cheap, but I don't care. He got a chance to see the fans, and fans got a chance to take pictures like that. And he's a nice guy. There's nothing wrong with Mark as far as that's concerned, but he better pull his boot on, his big boot with a big metal tip on the end, and shove it up Gruden's ass. And while he's at it, take the other boot and put it up the defensive coordinator's Ass. That's Paul Gunther, by the way. Those coaches are blowing ass. And you know what? I don't mind losing. And I don't think, hey, listen, man, Kansas City put 28 points on us in a quarter and said, okay, we're not going to let them score anymore. Let's just take it easy. And that's what happened, man. If Kansas City wanted to beat us bad, it would have been 50-something, you know, to 10. They could have done it, but they didn't. Andy Reid... This is John Gruden's friend. He's not going to embarrass him. That's a coaching thing. That's a pride thing. That's a cool thing, I think, when you're talking about professional relationships. Some coaches don't care. Like the Patriots coach, Bill Belichick, would run the score up because he's an asshole. Yeah, I know by now you saw the Vikings game. And, you know, I always have hope for the Raiders. But, you know, my hope for the Raiders is that they shit-can the coaching staff, honestly. We need young, innovative coaches that understand today's NFL, not these old windbags like Greg Olson and John Gruden. If Gruden wants to keep his $100 million jobs, he better hire a young offensive coordinator that has some pizzazz, that has some kick, that has some ideas. Not that windbag Greg Olson. Certainly with changes that we made in personnel here in the first three weeks, now he's taking on that role again of a move guy that will play him at the X and the Y and the Z and sometimes the F. Um, but again, we're, we're trying to uh, constantly trying to find a way to get the ball in the hands of our playmakers. He's like a used car. 
way used. And nobody wants to drive it. He sucks. He sucks bad. Now, Gunther, he's got some lee room in, in, my, in my realm because the defense is very young, haven't been together very long at all. It's a newer scheme, really. Another good challenge this week, Indianapolis is a good defense, a good offense, excuse me. Uh, um, the quarterback's playing really good. He's a really good player. The backs and the line are really good, and they got some good skill guys on the outside, so it'll be another big challenge for us this week. Oh, uh, is their running game similar to what Minnesota does or not? Um, they, they got some similar concepts, but really it's it, Minnesota's more of a zone scheme. These guys will use some zones, some gap runs, uh, different things like that, but their line's very good and they're very effective. They got a lot of high draft picks up there, um, so it'll be a real challenge for our running game again this week. What did you see from the running game uh, last week? Well, you know, a couple times we got out of our gaps, and then, um, you know, we, didn't, we, weren't, we weren't staying up front. We weren't staying square, square enough. We knew that they were going to be fast, uh, fast flowing line. And then, uh, you know, when we had a couple of linebackers went out, kind of put us in a bind. It was, I think it was the – I give uh, Whitehead credit. It's the first time can I, that I can ever remember he played all five linebacker spots, Sam, Mike, Will, and Bass, Backer, and the Dime, and, and the Nickel. So that's a credit to him. We had to adjust some of our plan as the game went on because of the, some of the injuries. But – uh, that was uh, mainly the reasons. What are the challenges now that you have three linebackers on the injury report and two new guys yeah. in the building? Well, we got some two two new young guys that we're excited about that we we had our eye on. Um, obviously, the one guy had been here; he's been here for three weeks, and the other, and, uh, the coach just got here the other day. So we're excited; they're good young talents, and hopefully, that we can get them up to speed quickly. How different are they with? I mean, you saw him with Luck last year. How different are they with Brissett and Luck? Not much. I mean, Brissett's, got, Brissett's a good player. I played against him uh, when I was in Cincinnati. I think it was 2017 or eight, 2017. He can throw the ball. He can make all the throws. He gets him out of good plays. Um, he can scramble some and move around the pocket. So he's a, he's a really good player. So I'm going to give him a pass, but I'm not going to give Carr a pass. Not going to give the offense a pass. Certainly not going to give the offense calling, play calling a pass. It has sucked ass for the last two seasons. I'm tired of seeing it. I'm ho- I, Maybe it's just me. I guys, call in. Let me know. But I believe our coaching staff came right out of the Flintstones and uh, they're trying to run this car by using their bare feet like Fred used to. No, no, no. We need a young, dynamic play caller and Gruden is not that guy. And Greg Olson, please, why did we bring this idiot back? I, I knew it was a bad idea, but, you know, you got to ride with what you got, and I'm tired of riding with this fool because he's got to go. Appreciate that call, my good brother. And our next caller, my very good brother, from Scranton, Pennsylvania, Raider Chris. I love this guy, man. What do you have for us this week, my Raider brother? Raider Nation, Raider Greg, it's Raider Chris, Granton, PA. And I tell you, I'm tired of watching this team already. When we make Minnesota look like Kansas City and Cousins look like Mahomes, there's a problem. When it's third and 20, third and 20 plus, and they convert, there's a problem. All right, Lee going down early really hurt us because we're already thin at linebacker. But we hardly got any pressure on Cousins. Our secondary is still trash. Conley's got to go. Because he's, he's horrible. He's, he's terrible. Riley, he's garbage. At this point, it's like, why not bring in Eric Berry? Why not trade for Ramsey? Like, we need that help. 
on offense, Carr is lost. He's not a franchise quarterback. Not in my opinion. He ain't going to Vegas. Not in my eyes. Colton Miller, he's terrible. He couldn't. He can block for shit. And Carr thinks he's a running quarterback all of a sudden. Doesn't get anywhere. His dump passes don't go anywhere. We didn't throw any balls down the field. We looked lost. J.J. Nelson, he he impressed me. Washington, he had a couple good runs. Jacob, you could tell he wasn't 100%. We all know he was under the weather, but still balled out. Uh, even our even our special teams weren't impressive. So I'm just I'm I'm tired of the safe play calling again, the dump passes and the short passes and Carr thinking you know he's a runner, and you know it's week after week now where you see Carr on the bench, by himself doesn't look like a leader, and I wouldn't be surprised if this team isn't blocking for him at this point. I'm not saying that that's what's happening, but that's what it looks like. But. That's all I got to say. I just wanted to vent. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, continue to do the great work. Love you guys. Love Raider Nation. Love this team. And that's why I'm just so disappointed because I was expecting big things and it's just not happening. This play calling is just awful. Defense ain't stepping up. It's just we got we to gotta get it together because it ain't going to get no easier. So, Raider Nation, I'm not like that fat girl in dodgeball. First off, thanks for the call, my good brother. Um, honestly... You bring up some great points. I should have brought them up because <laughs> I just should have. Colton Miller is a dud. He is a turnstile and a waste of a first-round pick. I don't know what they saw in this guy. He is horrible. Horrible. Conley? There's another guy from Veggie. Veggie McKenzie, that is. He's got to go. He's been hurt. When he has not hurt, he can't play. He gets burned constantly. I mean, I know the secondary works as a unit. You have to have the safety above you. You got to have some help here and there. But, man, without Abrams, we're sucking balls. And Eric Berry should be here. And I'm just wondering why we haven't brought Ramsey to the table. Because they want a first-round pick? Well, the hell, the guy's worthy of it. He's a top Five defensive back. (laughs) Maybe he doesn't want to come here. But I didn't have hopes of the playoffs. I just had hopes for a better team. And right now, (laughs) I just hope we can win another game. I feel you, bro. I think we all do. Great call, as always, my brother. And our next caller is Raider Rubin. From North Carolina, um, what you got for us, my Raider brother? What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation? Uh, Raider Nation is Ruben from North Carolina calling in. Uh, calling in the day after the loss to Minnesota. Uh, another tough one to swallow. Um, there's a lot of blame to go along, you know, between the play, Derek Carr, the offensive line, and the defense entirely. It was just horrible, 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 horrible. But um, you know, I just want to say that you know I want to put a lot of blame on the on the uh, management as far as uh, Mark Davis all the way down with John Gruden even Mike Mayock. Um, when the final roster came out, we have one middle linebacker which is perfect, and now he's hurt, um, possibly out a couple games with the elbow injury, and now they're looking to bring in some middle linebackers. We had a middle linebacker in Cabinda. Granted, he wasn't no perfect or anything, but you know he. 
played in, in Gunther Cunningham's or in Gunther, whatever his name, the DC's name, uh, last year. Uh, he played in that system, so, you know, he's pretty familiar. And, you know, the guy made some mistakes, but come on, you know, how can you start the season with, you know, no backup middle linebacker, but you have four quarterbacks? That makes no sense. Um, and as far as, you know, getting team, the, the team together and the chemistry, uh, I'm a big believer that you play your starters in the preseason, you know, even if it's just for one series, two series, you put them out there against competition. I understand you don't want to get your starters hurt in the preseason, but, you know, you got to do something when there's so many different new pieces for the offense. You know, there's one thing to um, have chemistry in practice, but practice doesn't really equate to, you know, game experience when everybody's playing together. Um, you know, all this talk about, you know, AD wasn't there, so, you know, we should be fine on offense and everything. There's a bunch of BS. Um, as you can see, look at the results. We're not really getting anything. For all those people out there who want to, you know, talk about uh, stat numbers and stuff, about how, you know, Darren Waller had over 100 receiving yards, and, you know, Derek Carr is putting up these numbers from last season. Just remember this. We were 4-12 and season last year. We were playing from behind all the time. So defenses aren't going to, you know, give up much. We'll let the big plays happen. But they're not going to let, you know, the Raiders score because they know they could beat them. So all that, you know, all that trash about, you know, numbers and stuff, the only one that numbers is wins and losses. And if Willie had four losses at the end of the season, I don't care if Derek Carr puts up 10,000 yards passing and 50 touchdowns. If we lo- if Willie won four games, they don't mean nothing. So I just want to, you know, give my two cents. And um, I know my time is short here and with the new answering service. So, uh, I guess I'll give you guys a call back uh, a different time, and hopefully we come back with the victory next week. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Excellent call, my brother. Excellent call. Now, you bring up some fabulous points. Management. Mark Davis, please sell the team. I've been saying that forever. You are not an owner. You have no idea of what the hell you're doing. And, and somebody needs... Somebody need to take over this team that can control the rest of the management's team. I mean, you made up an excellent point. We had one middle linebacker and four quarterbacks. Our defense was pathetic last year. Do you think maybe somebody would think maybe we need two middle linebackers for the entire season? This buffoonery continues to go through the $100 million man. And that is where the dart should hit, right in his forehead. Because he sucks ass at being a head coach. He hasn't had a winning uh, season. 1998, 99, what, 2002? Oh, wait, that's right. He went to the Buccaneers that year. And then after he won the Super Bowl, what has he done? He got fired from there for lack of production as a head coach. Well, we have him now. What's going to be the difference? Mayock is a rookie. Well, man, it is what it is. Hopefully we can get this shit straightened out before the team moves to Vegas. Who knows if it's going to happen, but uh, $100 million sure don't buy what it used to. That's a fact, Jack. 
Love the call, brother. Hope we we beat My Little Ponies. Because if we don't, we'd be looking at a worse season than last year. And for $100 million, the fans deserve a hell of a lot more. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller from Wisconsin. You'll never guess, but it is the cheese head radar. What you got for us, my brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is the Cheesehead Raider from Wisconsin. What the hell? Well, we're back. John losing. You can't point your finger at anybody else. You got rid of the GM and you got your GM. You got all these draft picks. You picked your players. You brought in all these free agents. They're your free agents. Now, this is your team. That offense is dismal. It is uninventive. I, I don't even know if that's a real word, but if, even if it isn't a real word, it still matches what the Raiders are doing on offense. I mean, it's pathetic. Now, I know our defense is young, but for heaven's sakes, how many times are you going to bite on the boot leg for heaven's sakes? Discipline. Stay home. Defense isn't doing all that bad, but when you're on the field as much as they are, tripping over your tongue, can't tackle, it just gets worse and worse and worse. And again, this is all at the feet of John Luzon. I mean, the last two games, we have got our asses handed to us. Losing is one thing. But getting piss-pounded like we have been is ridiculous. It's like a newbie in prison who keeps dropping his soap. I mean, come on, let's do something. You got to love the Raider Nation, baby. (laughs) You just got to love them. Great fucking call, man. That is a great call. This is Gruden's team. It is his team. And it's pathetic. I I can't agree with you even... You know, there's no excuses. Now he's pointing to Antonio Brown not being there is the reason why we don't have a long passing game. Really? Really, John? Really? Maybe you should take some of your salary and pay the offensive line to do their jobs. Or perhaps pay for a new middle linebacker. Or, hey, pay for a good offensive coordinator that has some imagination that can bring some pop to this offense. Our defense is a work in progress. I assumed that was going to be, I thought our offense was at least going to be able to put up some points, but they are so sad. It is freaking sad, bro. I agree with you. (laughs) I'm glad I'm not alone in this boat. But Gruden, not looking like that guy to me. He's not putting anybody in a position for anything. And he has all the players he asked for. He's got total power and control. And, uh, well, this is the product. Well, uh, maybe it's time to move on to our 95th coach, whatever number it may be. But uh, we stick with this guy for nine more years. It's going to be pretty tragic let me tell you, I don't think he's going to make it to the end of his contract. 
Appreciate the call, brother. Very nicely done. And our next caller is the food stamp raider from Maryland. Hey, man. <laughs> First of all, thanks for calling. What you got for the nation, bro? Great, Raider Randy. This food stamp raider from Maryland. Oh, it's Monday night, man. I'm I'm watching our pass rush play against the Redskins. Yeah, I know we ain't playing, but you know who's playing. And yeah, I'm still pissed off. I've had it. It's time. Carr's got to go, and he can take John Gruden with him. John Gruden, the game's passed him by. He's good for 15 plays. The script, he looks pretty. The offense does something. As soon as adjustments made, he's lost. He's lost. I saw this up close when Joe Gibbs came back in D.C. with the Redskins. Great coaches step away from the game for years. They come back, it's not the same. John Gruden is a clown right now. All his roster moves have been trash. Derek Carr is scared straight. We're done, folks. I keep saying, give me out the keys, fire Gruden, get a real coach, preferably a young coach, and get a real quarterback, a man at quarterback, other than that big wuss. We're being disgraced, Raider Nation. We're being disgraced. Heads need to roll. Somebody got to go. I'm out. Well, I feel you, man. Good call. First of all, very good call. You know, I like your solutions to our problems. I don't think Mark Davis has a testicle, uh, not one. I don't. Even, he doesn't have two. I know that. Maybe he has one or part of one. I don't think he has enough to fire this guy. Because I think Mark Davis is not an owner. So it starts there. starts with that idiot. He's an idiot. And uh, if he can't see what's going on in front of his face, the waste of picks, the waste of free agents, the money that's going out the door, um, and this head coach. I mean, the game has passed him. I, I got to agree with you. I, I, I can't believe how pathetic the play calling is. And adjustments... Shit, man, I haven't seen adjustments in two years now. John Gruden can't adjust for shit, and it doesn't look like the defensive coordinator can do it either because we're we're going gangbusters. The other coaching staff made a change. Boom, on our backs like a Louisiana hoe. You just can't even think that we are going to be able to fight our way back because we don't have a plan. Coaching sucks. It really does. And, you know, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I I think that maybe next year we'll pick up enough players because we'll be losers again. You know, here's a story for you. When's the last time you heard the Raiders mentioned on any sports channel? I watch them all. I mean, I'm not kidding. You, you, (laughs) I watch them all. I haven't heard the Raiders mentioned one time. Not once. They go through the schedule. We're not even on it. Let me give you some stats here. 
on offense, we're 23rd in, two, in turnover differential. 23rd, 24th in passing, 26th in overall offense, and we're frickin' 29th in scoring. That is our offense. That's frickin' disgusting. And Gruden sitting up there. I'll answer any questions that I can. How about this? When are you going to get out of town? That's a question. I'd love to hear that answer. Thanks for the call, brother. We're all feeling the same here. And our next caller is a very cool dude. It's been a long time. The double X Raider is back in the house. I am loving this for sure. My brother, what do you have for us? Raider Randy, Raider Greg, Raider Nation. This is the double X Raider. Man, it's been a minute, man. It was a, it was great talking to you, man. We hadn't broken bread over the phone in quite a while, but it was definitely great to hear your voice, man. I'm glad the podcast is back online. Somehow I slipped on that, but I'm back. So I'm here to give you my scoop on the game Sunday, which was garbage. I think the team came out flat. And this has been the first time I've had a question about Carr, man. If he is the guy or not, man, if he was just flat, even though he had decent stats, he just wasn't taking it to the next level. And I think after year six, he's got to take it to another level, man, because I think this is a make it break a year. This is year two in Green's system. And you know, maybe it's the receivers too, man. Maybe we just don't have – we still don't have that, that outside speed that we need so we can – uh, draw up a little deeper play so his uh, yards per pass is a little, little greater than 10 yards and not stuck at six, five, seven all the dog on time. Other than that, man, I think we're moving in the right direction. Maybe we, maybe we got a little happy. Maybe we got a little too happy about the, the improvements they made this offseason. They did make some improvements with the, with the draft selection and bringing free agents. But uh, obviously, we still got work to do. But, brother, I'm here. I'm back. I'm listening to the podcast, man. You're tearing up, as always, the best podcast in the nation. So you keep doing your thing, brother, and we're going to be talking soon, and we're definitely going to catch that game in Vegas. So until the next one, brother, go later. Ready, Randy, ready, Greg, ready, nation. Keep doing your thing, brother, and I'll be talking to you. This is Dr. X Raider, and I'm out. Well, nice call. You you really gave them a lot of slack. <laughs> I know, man. It's hard to beat on our team because it's been quite a beating for the fan base. That is a fact. We did bring in good players. We did draft good players, except Colton Miller. I think that is a complete L for our team. I don't see what Gruden saw in this kid, but maybe who knows? You know, I, I don't, I don't pretend to know everything, but I can tell you some moves have been tragic. By keeping four quarterbacks and having one middle linebacker. I <laughs> Let's just talk about the defense. Tied for 23rd in scoring. Tied for 24th pass defense. 25th in overall defense. 26th in pass plays of 40 yards or more allowed. 28th in opponent passer rating. Tied for 28th in interceptions, which is none. And tied for 29th in third down conversions. Because we're letting 53% of those guys 
make it. We're 32nd in pass plays, 20-plus yards allowed. We've allowed 17 pass plays of 20-plus yards. Hey, man, I was looking for at least improvement, at least some expansion of a playbook, at least some imagination on both sides of the ball. And what we have here is a failure to to move forward. We're stuck in the mud. Let's hope things get better. You can only do that, man. We, you know, I didn't expect to go to the playoffs, but I did expect the team to fight all the way through fourth quarters, but it looks like it ain't happening either. So thanks for the call, man. Thank you for calling in. I look forward to hearing your voice again. I hope we get better so we have better things to talk about, my brother. And our last call, but definitely not the least, Raider Melody from Seattle. Good fans. Good fans of the show, and I appreciate you listening. We do certainly appreciate it because we're trying to give the Raider Nation a voice. You can say what you want, what you feel, how you feel here on the Raider Nation podcast. What do you have for us, my good brother? David and Melody from Seattle. Melody's my wife, man. We get down. We go to all the games. Long-time listener. First-time caller. Shout-out to you, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, for holding the nation down, always bringing the heat. I love the podcast. We both enjoy it. The nation's deep out here in Seattle, man. We're deep everywhere, but we're pretty deep out here in the Northwest. Like I said, Raider Greg, I've been a long-time listener, man. You know, I appreciate the bone line. I'm probably going to start calling in a little more often. But uh, I will have to say this, man. Money Man has spoken Raider. All those times you called in, man, two, three years ago, talking all that shit about car, I used to laugh at you, bro. I didn't see it then. But you know what? These last couple of years, man, you were right. Money, man. You were right, man. I just wanted to say that, man, because I laughed at that dude the whole time. And uh, right now I feel that it's disrespectful to laugh at something like that. This is not the right offense for Derek Carr. It's not. <clears throat> I feel that he can succeed probably with a Pro Bowl offensive line, some quick receivers with hands that can get off the line, but he's not succeeding in this Gruden offense, man. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, thank you for everything, man. I'm out. Great call. I appreciate that call immensely because Money Man has spoken. Hasn't called in in a while. Call in, Money Man, if you're out there. But, uh, yeah, he he didn't believe in Carr the whole time. I kept telling him, well, you know, it looks better. He looks better. You know, you're not sure, but, okay, he's doing good, and then he's not doing good. And at this point, I think you're right. I don't think he fits Gruden offense, but I don't know if there's a quarterback who does. Who's going to fit this offense? It's pathetic. The play calling is unimaginative. And you know you got to put people in the place to succeed. Gruden's not throwing the ball. He knows the talents that he has in front of him, but he's not 
putting the guys in the position to win. And that goes along with the defense. This team, of all the pop and circumstance, and all the hoopla, and all the free agents, and all the draft picks, and the new coaches, and the new direction, and the John Gruden tough guy on hard knocks. It's all a puff of smoke or what I would call a popcorn fart. A lot of noise, nothing else. Appreciate the call, my brother. I certainly do. Um, your wife and yourself. I know there's a lot of Raider fans up there, man. A lot. Bourne is up there in uh, Bend, Oregon. There's a lot of Raider fans up in the Northwest. That is for sure. There were always a lot of Raider fans there because the Raiders used to play the, the Seahawks or the Seacocks because they were in our division. But still, I just can't understand how we can have an offensive coordinator that we re- <laughs> We rehired that was shit to begin with. We have no imagination. Gruden is lost. If somebody else, if the other team changes their scheme, it's over for us. I don't know about the draft picks on the offensive line. Not real happy on that. Conley has to go because he blows. There's, there's a lot of holes in this cheese. And it's starting to smell like Swiss cheese, if you know what I mean. The team stinks, stinking it up from the top down. I don't know what to say other than I hope for better results. I'm hoping we beat the Colts. Um, But yeah, we're all not feeling real good right now, my brother. Please just watch the games and know that uh, we're moving in the forward direction because eventually Gruden will be gone. Uh, you know Greg Olson will be gone next season. I can tell you if he's not, uh, we're in a real world of hurt. Appreciate the call. And, you know, I appreciate you listening to our show big time. Um, and please call back again. Well, that will do it for this edition of the Raider Nation podcast. I'm just telling it like it is, folks. I'm not trying to put it down or make it worse or, you know, paint it blacker than what it really is. You see what you see on the field. It's exactly what I see on the field. And it's unacceptable to me. I'm freaking tired of being pummeled 38 to 7. Oh, wait a minute. 14? The last touchdown was a complete joke. Carr, gotta go. Six years here, two years in this new system. He shows absolutely no command of the offense of what it is, you know, it's hard for me to really throw a blanket on exactly what the problem is here in Oakland. I know this, man. We're not winning football games, and we look horrible. We are the new Browns. The Browns are a team no one could watch at all. We're getting there quick, folks, and I hate it. I freaking hate it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of this bullshit, crappy, fucking offense and defense and coaching staff when is it gonna end fuck i'm sorry about the language but man i am at the end of my rope going into week four 
I didn't expect us to do great things. I expected us to fight. Even if we were one and three, one and two, and we hung in there to the last quarter, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for progress. I'm looking for positive steps. And all I see is quicksand. Bunch of players with concrete feet and, you know, a coach that has been out of football way too long and thinks he knows everything and actually shows that he doesn't know the modern NFL. And that is pathetic. So saying that, I hope that we get improvement. I want to see our team do better. Let's see some better plays. Let's hope that Gruden learns, because he's been learning for a year already. Let's hope he, the learning curve gets faster. And I hope that he can understand that his $100 million job isn't guaranteed. I hope Mark Davis sees this buffoonery and chews some ass. Just like Al would have. Honestly, I do miss that about Mr. Davis. He would not put up with this kind of crap. That is for sure. Well, let's hope he beat My Little Ponies. We'll talk about that then. I am Raider Gray, and I am out. Out.